Well, hello and welcome to the Jazz Focus. My name is John Clark and we are here exploring some of the cobwebby corners of jazz recorded history. And today we're going to be listening to some live recordings, a couple of studio tracks too, but mostly live recordings recorded by the Count Basie Orchestra in its earliest days. And these will all feature the tenor saxophone playing of Herschel Evans. Uh, we've done a podcast in the past of some of Herschel Evans' uh, recordings with uh, different groups outside of the Count Basie realm, with Harry James and Lionel Hampton and uh, Mildred Bailey and so forth. Uh, but these are uh, from his day job, if you will, when he was playing in the Count Basie band, uh, not quite alongside, but at the other end of the section, with Lester Young. And we're going to be hearing quite a bit of Lester Young as well. So Herschel Evans was a tenor saxophone player primarily. He was born in Denton, Texas in 1909, and he is considered one of the early greats of the Texas tenor style, very blues-based, blues-drenched, with a big sound and a declarative delivery. And we can hear his earliest recordings done with Troy Floyd's uh, band in the late 1920s. That's on another uh, podcast that we've done in the past, and uh, he didn't sound anything uh, like he did later on on those early recordings. He had really developed and refined his style by 1936, which is where uh, we're kind of going to pick up our, our, our story. Actually, we're going to be talking more about uh, 1937, right at the very beginning of 1937. Count Basie's band was uh, active, of course, in, in uh, Kansas City in the 1930s. That was kind of the remnants of the Benny Moten Orchestra uh, after Benny Moten died during a tonsillectomy, of all things, in 1934. Basie kept the nucleus of those musicians around him and uh, started uh, playing jobs and club dates and so forth in Kansas City, most notably at the Reno Club. And uh, he called it his 3-3-3 three, three, and three band, three brass, three reeds, and three rhythm. And uh, they were uh, quite popular there. They were heard in a radio broadcast by John Hammond, who was uh, touring around with his brother-in-law, although I don't think it was his brother-in-law at the time, Benny Goodman, and heard a, a live air shot of the band and was so taken he uh, sought them out and uh, started lining up opportunities for them. And the first uh, kind of notable uh, professional opportunity for Basie's big band was at the Chatterbox, which was a club in the Hotel William Penn in Pittsburgh, Pennsylvania. Right at the very end of 1936, uh, they were resident there. And that was mostly that uh, Kansas City band with a few extras thrown in. And one of the extras was Herschel Evans. And he was uh, brought into the band uh, by, I guess, uh, Buck Clayton, who was uh, a friend of his. They had played out on the West Coast for a while, and Buck Clayton was engaged to uh, come in and play a lot of the jazz solos in Basie's band. So the band we're going to hear is Buck Clayton, Joe Keyes, and Carl Taddy Smith on trumpet. I'm going to hear mostly Buck Clayton, but a little bit of Carl Smith, I think, as well on trumpet. Uh, George Hunt and Dan Miner on trombone. In the saxophone section, we're going to hear Coffee Roberts playing alto sax, occasionally clarinet, but mostly alto sax here, Jack Washington on alto and baritone sax, Herschel Evans and Lester Young both playing tenor and clarinet. And we're also going to hear, of course, Count Basie on piano, Claude Fiddler-Williams on guitar and violin on the first track, Walter Page on bass, Joe Jones on drums, and a little bit of Jimmy Rushing here and there on vocals. And this is the initial version of the Basie band, and that's going to change pretty quickly uh, to uh, the more classic version with a couple of personnel changes uh, in a couple of tunes. We're going to start out with really kind of a jam session favorite of Basie's, Lady Be Good, the Gershwin tune. And this exists uh, on three or four uh, broadcast tracks from this period. And generally, it was just Basie playing a solo with Herschel Evans coming in, usually had Lester Young, sometimes Buck Clayton. On this recording, we're going to hear Claude Fiddler-Williams on violin. And uh, this comes from uh, February 8th of 1937, live from The Chatterbox. We're going to be hearing a good version of that. Then we're going to go uh, to a broadcast from the Meadowbrook in New Jersey, Cedar Grove, New Jersey, November 3rd of 1937, and we're going to hear two tunes. We're going to hear a version of One O'Clock Jump, the Basie theme song, a little bit different and a little bit more extended with longer solos. Uh, Herschel Evans takes the first solo on that one. And then the Larry Clinton tune, Study in Brown, after that. And this features, I guess, what we'd have to call the, the classic version of the band. We've got Buck Clayton, Ed Lewis, and Bobby Hicks on trumpet with... Um, George Hunt, uh, actually Benny Morton on trombone, along with Dan Miner, and Eddie Durham on trombone and guitar and doing some arranging. 
Earl Warren had come in to play alto sax, lead alto, along with Jack Washington, Herschel Evans, and Lester Young. Basie, Freddie Green is now on guitar with Walter Page on bass and Joe Jones on drums, creating that all-American rhythm section. And uh, again, Jimmy Rushing, although we're not going to hear him uh, as part of this set. Then we're going to jump back. Uh, actually, we're not going to jump back. We're going to hear a slightly later version of the King Porter Stop. That was recorded on a couple of the uh, broadcasts. I believe this one comes from the America Dances program of 1938, July 23rd. So those are our four tunes. A little bit longer playing time on these, which is nice to hear. We're going to hear Lady Be Good, One O'Clock Jump, A Study in Brown, and King Porter Stomp.
So that was Count Basie's band, really in its element. Uh, those live recordings showed what uh, the band could do and uh, really uh, pointed up the, 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 the influence that band had, just the rhythm section and the drive. Uh, the fact that so many of the arrangements were really head arrangements. They were created... Uh, over the course of nights, months, years, whatever, uh, without necessarily being written down. Although, the band did play from some scores, as the last uh, tune proved. When they started at the Chatterbox and, and, and then moved to New York after that, they had to play for some floor shows and so forth, and the band didn't have a lot of arrangements, so um, they bought some stock arrangements and so forth, but Fletcher Henderson became a, a supporter of the band, and he provided some of his arrangements as well, including King Porter Stop, which we just heard. That was from July 23rd of 1938, and um, that was done for the America Dances program, I believe. Uh, that uh, uh, was a, a show that uh, was broadcast, or, or a, a sustaining broadcast that was aimed at England, and uh, the announcements, which we didn't hear there, talk about that as well. We heard uh, Herschel Evans along with Buck Clayton, a little Lester Young, probably some Dickie Wells in there as well. He had been added to the trombone section. Actually, he had replaced Eddie Durham. So we started out with that first recording uh, from the Chatterbox, one of the first live recordings that exists of the Basie Band, Lady Be Good, that jam session from uh, February 8th of 1937, featuring Herschel Evans along with Basie uh, and Claude Fiddler-Williams on violin. And as I said, there are several broadcasts that uh, have a small group of the band playing Lady Be Good. At one point it was billed as uh, Basie's Blue Six, and then the, the full band comes in towards the end to round out the performance. After that, we uh, went to that Meadowbrook broadcast from uh, slightly later, from uh, November 3rd of 1937, and we heard the One O'Clock Jump, an extended performance, uh, clearly a head arrangement, and some of those broadcast performances of the tune don't utilize that saxophone melody that we all associate with that particular tune. It just piles riff on riff and builds up and so forth. And we heard three choruses from uh, Herschel Evans, also uh, Lester Young in there, of course, with Count Basie. I believe it was um, uh, Benny Morton on trombone on that one, and probably Buck Clayton as well. And then after that, we went to the Larry Clinton tune, Study in Brown, taken probably from a stock arrangement. So we had a full variety of the Basie Band's uh, possibilities there. Uh, several of the members of the band were not considered very good readers, including Herschel Evans, and so he uh, uh, had to learn his parts in advance and, and, and so forth. He was much better at the uh, head arrangements and the jam session playing. Had that big uh, sound that just sort of enveloped everything. He was a big Coleman Hawkins fan, which put him in apposition or opposition to Lester Young, who of course had the new, cooler style going. And apparently they were a good friend or at least they were good acquaintances. They didn't really feel the competition. Uh, one myth about the Basie Band is that they were pit head-to-head -head in a lot of arrangements, and there are actually almost none of them where they uh, solo uh, consecutively at any point. Usually it's uh, Herschel Evans plays the first solo, and then some other things happen, and then Lester Young comes in a little bit later. We're going to have another... Uh, radio show probably that will show up on the podcast station of other Basie live performances, not necessarily for featuring Herschel Evans, but uh, some other interesting performances as well. So we're going to go on to the next uh, uh, series of recordings here, live recordings that were done by Basie. We're going to hear uh, a version of the Limehouse Blues, the 1920s tune, and uh, this was recorded in October of 1938 and was one of many broadcasts from the Famous Door in New York. This was a small club on 52nd Street that just barely held the band. In fact, some people say that's where Lester Young picked up his habit of having his horn tilted to the side so he could hear himself better on the small bandstand. That's possible, I suppose. Well, we're going to hear some great uh, Herschel Evans here as well, and especially on the second tune, which is Russian Lullaby, the Irving Berlin song, where he takes the melody at the beginning. This is also from October of 1938. And uh, from that point, we're going to go on to a, a, another sort of jam session tune, Rosetta, uh, the Earl Hines and Henri Wood tune uh, from the same month, different broadcast, and this will feature... Uh, Lester Young uh, a little bit later, but also Herschel Evans and Buck Clayton again. This probably took the took the place of um, uh, Lady Be Good in the repertoire of the band on live performances at the time. 
Then we're going to uh, go to uh, Evan's great feature, which was recorded for DECA, uh, called Blue and Sentimental. We're going to hear a live version of that. And in addition to Herschel Evans playing a, a, another wonderful solo on that, we're going to hear Lester Young doing a clarinet solo, uh, which is all, all, always uh, welcome here, uh, again from October of 1938. And then, same band same uh, same sequence we're going to hear a tex uh, a, a herschel evans tune called the texas shuffle which will feature him of course on tenor sax at the end and an even longer lester young clarinet solo at the beginning and as i said all of these are from october of 1938 and they are taken from the series of recordings that were recorded off the air by the engineer bill savory and many of these were released on a mosaic uh, cd set a couple of years ago some really wonderful bassy performances i think two whole cds of that big uh, box set were devoted to live recordings of the bassy band and as well to some other jam sessions and things and uh, it was said in the notes that that particular collection literally doubled the amount of herschel evans on record that we have available to us herschel evans didn't record all that much he re he died in 19 of heart uh, issues, heart disease, so uh, uh, he did not get to record as much as certainly Lester Young did, and uh, we are the poorer for that, but thankfully we have these live broadcasts. So just to tell you about the uh, band from this period, which was in residence in New York at the famous store all through the fall of 1938, we're going to hear uh, Buck Clayton, Ed Lewis, and Carl, or rather, uh, Harry Edison on trumpet. And some of the commentary you hear behind Basie's piano solo in a kind of a falsetto voice is done by Harry Edison. We're going to hear Benny Morton, Dan Minor, and Dickie Wells on trombone. Earl Warren, Jack Washington, Herschel Evans, and Lester Young in the reed section, along with the All-American Rhythm section. Basie, uh, Freddie Green, Walter Page, and Joe Jones. And we are going to get to hear a little bit of Jimmy Rushing here, singing on Russian Lullaby. So those are our tunes for this set. Limehouse Blues, Russian Lullaby, uh, Rosetta, Blue and Sentimental, and the Texas Shuffle.
the town Babies groan when babies start to cry rock a my baby Somewhere there may be On them that free boy You and me are right and all Basing his orchestra have not prepared this next number for you because it's a jam session featuring Mrs. Evans, Young, Clayton, and Jones in Rosetta. A Count Basie jam session.
Blue and Sam
time to say goodnight to Count Basley and his orchestra. The music having reached you from the famous door on 52nd Street in New York City. This is the Columbia Broadcasting System. Got to hear a little bit of Earl Warren playing over the announcements there. Uh, fairly rare alto solo in this band. He had a few here and there, but uh, he was known primarily as a lead alto player and also occasionally a singer. He was a pretty pretty decent singer. So we'll go backwards this time. Texas Shuffle, a Herschel Evans tune, and that was uh, recorded uh, as were all of these on in October of 1938 for uh, or broadcast from the famous door where the band was in residence. And we heard, of course, the composer Herschel Evans on tenor sax, a very good clarinet solo by uh, Lester Young. He didn't get to have quite as much space on the studio recording of that, but a nice uh, nice version nonetheless, along with Buck Clayton in there too. Before that, we heard Blue and Sentimental, um, always a feature for Herschel Evans. Uh, here, a surprise vocal crops up by Helen Humes that didn't make it onto the studio recording. Probably for the best, they slowed the tempo down and, and, and really gave it over to Evans in that case. We heard a little Lester Young on clarinet as well. Before that, we heard that jam session version, as the uh, announcement said, uh, of Rosetta, featuring Herschel Evans, Buck Clayton, and Lester Young, along with uh, Count Basie, of course, on piano. Really good playing there. Two choruses for each of the tenor players, with only one for the trumpet in between. And before that, we heard the uh, Irving Berlin tune, Russian Lullaby, featuring Jimmy Rushing on vocal. Kind of interesting. There was a big tempo drop-off after the vocal there, which is something that would never have been allowed to happen in a studio recording, but some very impassioned playing by all members, especially uh, Herschel Evans, who got to take the first chorus uh, by himself uh, with the rhythm section largely, uh, doing the melody chorus and really showing us that uh, Texas tenor sound that he was uh, renowned for. And then we started out with the Limehouse Blues. This was one of two live recordings that exists of this, basically the same arrangement, with Herschel Evans starting out playing the first solo, and then um, Lester Young coming in and playing the second. And that was primarily how, how things went in the Basie Band. Evans came first, and Young came second. There was also some clarinet towards the end of that, at, and I'm not sure which of the two it was. Lester Young was a, probably a better clarinet player, but Herschel Evans got to have a little clarinet uh, work in some other tunes, especially Jumping at the Woodside, so it might have been he at the end of that as well. So we hope you're enjoying this Herschel Evans program. As I said, he died quite young of heart disease in February, as it was, of 1939. These recordings we're hearing were in the fall of 1938. He was still in good shape and, and playing. He recorded really up until the end of his life, only about a week or so before he died, was his last recording session with Basie, although he didn't uh, play any uh, solos on that. He was clearly not in good health. They had Shoeberry come in on one session to replace him, even while Evans was still alive. So, um... Sad end, but fortunately we have these recordings, and uh, he was pretty influential during his life as well. This was at a time in New York when Coleman Hawkins was in Europe. He was over there for about four or five years. He hadn't yet returned to do uh, his great recording of Body and Soul, and uh, he saw Lester Young as his chief rival at the time, but Herschel Evans had died by that point, and who knows, he might have been uh, uh, more inclined to view Evans as a rival, uh, but uh, we'll never know about that. So we're going to finish up with three studio tracks. The Basie Band was recording for Decca during this period. And uh, as I said, Herschel Evans was really only uh, alive for the first two years or so of the Basie Band's recorded history. And he hadn't been with them for all that long before that, but certainly made a, a pretty huge contribution in that time. So the three recordings we're going to hear from Decca are the Jimmy Rushing feature, Sent for You Yesterday, and Here You Come Today. Um, this was a classic series of blues verses that Rushing had recorded with Moton and other people as well, and there were a lot of other blues singers who had recorded various floating verses from here. This was done in February of 1938. Uh, same band we heard uh, from the famous door, Buck Clayton, Ed Lewis, and Harry Edison on trumpet, uh, Benny Morton, Dan Minor, and Dickie Wells on trombone. Earl Warren, Jack Washington, Herschel Evans, and Lester Young in the Reed section, along with Basie Green, Page, and Jones. And we're going to hear, as I said, Jimmy Rushing on this one. 
She's also going to be singing on the next tune, which is a favorite of mine. It's a silly little tune, but a great arrangement and a really fantastic Herschel Evans solo. Uh, the tune is called Stop Beating Round the Mulberry Bush uh, from the, uh, from, from, from the uh, nursery rhyme song. There's a live version of this one as well uh, that's a much slower tempo. It goes on for quite a while and doesn't quite have the fire that this one does. So I think you'll agree this is one of Evans' great solos towards the end of this recording. And then we're going to finish up with another Herschel Evans tune called Doggin' Around. And this uh, will feature the composer and uh, the rest of the Basie band as well. So those are our three studio tunes we're going to finish the program with and uh, listen to Herschel Evans on Sent For You Yesterday, Stop Beating Around the Mulberry Bush, and Doggin' Around. Stop 
beating round the Mount Badabush, the Mount Badabush, the Mount Badabush. Stop beating round the Mount Badabush. Come out and say you love me. Stop beating round the Mount Badabush, the Mount Badabush, the Mount Badabush. Stop beating round the Mount Badabush when there's a moon above me. This is the way to win my heart, win my heart, win my heart. Better begin before we part, blue and broken hearted. Stop beating round the Mount Badabush, the Mount Badabush, the Mount Badabush. Stop beating round the Mount Badabush. Come out and say you love me.
There you have the rousing finish there of Doggin' Around, recorded on June 6th of 1938. You can get to hear a little Herschel Evans on clarinet at the very end of that. He started on tenor, of course. It was his tune. Lester Young played the second tenor solo, as we've heard. And uh, there you go. So that was... Um uh, that classic band, as I said, from uh, the spring and fall of 1938. Actually, a couple, uh, at least one live recording exists of that tune, and they do that little coda Dixieland thing at the end several times uh, to build up some tension, but they only had time, I guess, once on the studio recording. And that was made for Decca, as were the other two in that set. We started out with Sent for You Yesterday and Here You Come Today, featuring Jimmy Rushing, along with Buck Clayton and uh, the two tenors. Uh, and that was from uh, February 16th of 1938. And then in the middle there, we jumped up to that unusual, weird little tune of Stop Beating Around the Mulberry Bush, featuring Jimmy Rushing uh, from August of 1938. And uh, that really highlights the, 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 the power and expression, I think, that Herschel Evans could, could get into just very short solos. I think if he had survived, uh, he probably would have been a rhythm and blues star in the 1940s and 50s. He had that gutsy sound and just a, a, a wonderful way with the blues and blues phrasing even on a non-blues tune like Stop Beating Around the Mulberry Bush. And that's one of those very rare occasions where the studio version is better than the live version, I think. So I hope you've enjoyed this program. This was Herschel Evans with the Basie Band. Mostly live, but a few studio things at the end. We're going to be doing, as I said, another radio show of the Basie Band. Live dates from 1937 and 38. Some great swinging arrangements of uh, tunes that he recorded mostly uh, for Decca. Or some things he didn't record, or at least not until much later. So be looking for that as well. So you've been listening to the Jazz Focus. My name is John Clark. Hope you're enjoying these programs. If you'd like to sponsor us and be a member of the family, we'd love to have you. We have a growing list of sponsors, and uh, the more the merrier. We'd love to love to welcome you in. At some point in the future, I'm going to get a list together of all the shows we've done, and maybe even uh, sort of a, a, a rough list of tunes that were that I put on those. I'm not sure. I, I, I've repeated any tunes on these 210, 220 podcasts I've had. I've tried not to. I think I may have let a couple slip through, but uh, in general, we haven't had too many repeats. So quite a quite a lot of jazz history represented here. So thank you very much, and I'll see you on the other side.